The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Sunday, January 17th, and we have two more uh, divisional round games to go because we are two in. We know two of the finalists in the championship games. The Buffalo Bills are headed back to the AFC Championship game with a victory over the Baltimore Ravens, and the Green Bay Packers are headed to their second consecutive NFC Championship game with a victory over the Rams to break it all down with me. The best in the business. John Breach and, or excuse me, Ryan Wilson and John Breach. What's up, guys? Oh, you almost got first billing, Breach. Sorry, sucker. <laughs> you know what? I haven't filed a single complaint about never getting first billing, even though I spend an hour and a half with Brinson before you even show up, Wilson. I should get like five raises and six bonuses for that. And I can't even get first billing. You know what? I'm not going to complain though because I'm happy right now. Yeah, the big you, know, you know Wilson and I have been podcasting since before I started dating my wife. 2008. So since like three years ago. No, he's a no, seven. Just... Do the math. <laughs> dating my wife the second time. For those who don't know, I dated my wife in college. We broke up for six years, got back together, and then the tale is old as time. You, you know, you know you're really stupid. You dated me twice. <laughs> I was going to say. What was she thinking? <laughs> Divisional round Saturday. Not a, uh, I don't know, not a, a, it was, it was an entertaining Saturday, but it wasn't, there was no barn burner. There was no wild finish. We had the Bills beat the Ravens 17 to three. The Bills covered the under obviously hit. The win was a major factor that people didn't anticipate in terms of setting the line. It closed at 49 and a half. The second half over under was 23. I hit the over both times. What's that? I was on the over before the game, and I said, oh, I'm going to double down on the over at halftime. So, yay me. How do you do halftime bets? And We do a halftime show. We basically talk uh, to kids. They ask you, like, what's your favorite bet at halftime? Well, they asked me that. Uh, EK asked me that, that, yes. I said, well, I'm going to double down on the, uh, on the 50, so I'm with 29 and a half. A lot of people actually like the over, and it could have easily hit if, um, well, the Ravens should have scored a touchdown. They lost their starting quarterback for the fourth quarter, and Tyler Bass missed a pretty easy, easily makeable field goal. It's two of them. Okay, there you go. Were the Ravens the better team this game? Because the people on Twitch no. – and by the way, if you want to watch this podcast being made live, you can do so – thank you, by the way. Somebody pointed out that's quite romantic about me and my wife uh, – in the Twitch chat. You can do so twitch.tv slash HQ. Go there, subscribe, or go to YouTube.com and search, or the YouTube app and search for Pick 6 Podcast. We are live. We live on Sunday night, and we're also live at 2 p.m. to to preview the games from a DFS and gambling perspective. So, Wilson, I'll ask you this. Were the Ravens the better team in this game? No. I don't know why anyone would think they were. Okay. How dare you? Uh No. Lamar Jackson didn't play outplay Josh Allen. The... um 
Bill's defense and Leslie Frazier's defense coordinator did a really good job of bottling up the run game. J.K. Dobbins had a few runs, but nothing to, to change the, the complexion of the game early on. Uh, and then in the second half, Lamar made a terrible throw, and then uh, the ball was snapped over his head, and he got concussed. In between that, there were a lot of weird snaps coming from, from the Ravens, um, mishandled, bobbled snaps by Lamar, snaps down by his feet, one over his head, of course. And I thought that Josh Allen played with a lot of composure. Um, it was weird he kept pushing the ball down the field. I mean, he overthrew – I don't know if it was John Brown or Steph Diggs. Someone overthrew someone early. That would have been a, a touchdown. Again, the win, I'm sure, had a ton to do with that. And then, of course, Tyler Huntley missed uh, uh, whoever that was. Brown. Hollywood Brown, yeah, late. And I don't really fault either of those quarterbacks. The, the conditions were incredibly tough. But uh, if you're asking me which team was better, it didn't come down to special teams. I mean, breach both kickers. One of them's a Hall of Famer, in my mind. They combined to miss four field goals. It's funny because I feel like Brinson is trying to push the – well, actually, you know what? I'm not even trying to push that. I was sort of flustered and reading off the Ravens put up more offensive yards. So maybe they did play better. And you know what? I'm going to say this. I feel oh, like hold on, hold on. before, before you go, Debo put that in the rundown. So maybe it's Debo pushing this loser's narrative. Well, I think, I think Debo put it in the rundown because we spent 30 minutes. Uh, you had your bet and you spent 30 minutes talking about it during our pre chat podcast. Uh, but I will say this. I feel like it was like if I had to rank percentages the bills 53 percent to 47 percent they were six percent better like i think it was really close yeah that's fine you, you look at what the ravens did uh they got inside the the buffalo's 20 yard line three times in this game and only came away with three points it's one thing if you get like three field goals all that and come away with nine points they came away with three points you can't get in someone inside someone's 20 yard line and only come away with three points uh when you do it three times and so that was the big difference. And, and Justin Tucker, we talked about Tyler Bass's two miss, two misses. I think you throw out the second miss because it was so late in the game. It didn't matter. Justin no, no, Tucker. Let me interrupt you though. It matters for Tyler Bass, a rookie who's going to have to make a big kick next, next week, perhaps, right? Yeah, I, I don't think it does because yeah. it, it, really? meaning it was 17 to three. He hit the clutch field goal that they needed. That win was crazy, man. He hit a 54. He set the rookie record for longest kick in the playoffs last way, week. Bretson sounds like a, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Spicoli falling out of his van. That win was crazy, man. Well, Tyler Bass, Tyler Bass is going to go in the locker room tonight. He's like, I set a rookie record last week. Uh, and, and the world's greatest kicker, Justin Tucker, also missed two field goals. So I'm not even going to worry about this game. That's what you're thinking for Tyler Bass. Is Justin wait, wait, Tucker a fraud? Let me ask you this. <laughs> it's Justin Tucker a fraud. Maybe. Breach, you know what this game reminds me of a little bit? The Titans Ravens game from last year. Were you, well, I would, oh, a little bit. Yeah, I could see that. One and four in the red zone last year for the Ravens. And they're aggressive. You know, they went oh, their own four on fourth down. They got some fourth downs in this spot. Um, that, well, that was the difference last year is that, that Harbaugh got aggressive on fourth down. They didn't hit it. And then they'd give the ball to the Titans and the Titans would score. In this instance, instead of being aggressive on fourth down, they were kicking the field goals and Tucker was missing. Fourth down. They're 0 and 2 this year. If Tucker makes those two field goals in the first half, Baltimore's up nine to three. At halftime, and if you're up nine to three, it's a completely different game. Uh, so it was a close game. And again, this was, it was kind of similar to the Titans game in the sense that it was like, 
you could switch two or three plays and say Baltimore could have won if those went a different way. You know, it's not where you're looking at like 10 or 15 plays and if all this would have happened differently, you can literally point to one, two or three plays. Obviously the pick six, Tucker's missed field goals and say, if those would have gone another way, then Baltimore wins. And if you can point to just one, two or three plays, then it was an even game. Yeah. And look, uh, Tyler Huntley. Everyone knows, twenty-two-year-old <laughs> rookie quarterback. Is he rookie? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean, oh, maybe. Yeah, from Utah. The, he had more pass attempts in the fourth quarter, thirteen, than the Ravens had rush attempts in the second half, eleven. And that include, I mean, that's that's Edwards, Dobbins, and Jackson. And I'm not. So this is where I'm at on this game. I think it was an even game between two teams that um, that 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 both can really have a monster day offensively can have an up or down defensive game at times. And the bills just simply outcoached the Ravens. Like, I think that's what happened. I mean, Brian Dable came in and said, we're not going to run the ball. We're going to pass. And he was expecting a ton of blitzes from Don Martindale. Don Martindale didn't blitz and credit to, I mean, credit to, you know, the, the chess match there, you know, and credit to Josh Allen for not making mistakes in the face of that coverage that they dropped. Meanwhile, the bills, got the, the ball run down their throats on the first drive. 12 plays, 46 yards, uh, 52 yards total, including a penalty. Four first downs. They get to the Buffalo 23. The Ravens are mauling the the, the the Bills in the run, and they go away from it a little bit and start passing, and then they end up settling for a field goal. They missed the field goal, and it really felt at that point that Le- Leslie Frazier adjusted, and he started stacking the box and blitzing a bunch. And Greg Roman did not adjust and did not until the third quarter in that first drive when they had that they moved the ball when he, and he decided like if you're Greg Roman and you're the offensive coordinator for the Ravens, if you see Leslie Frazier stacking the box and sending blitzes 50% of the time, uh, throw some quick hitters, dude. Like what, what are you doing? Miss field goal punt and then field goal. They never went more than 60 yards on a drive the entire game. The Ravens didn't. I mean, this is a team that an offense has been cooking. I, I, I think, I just think the Bills outcoached the Ravens. And I think that's sort of the bot. I think the Bills outcoached the Ravens and the Bills got the breaks and made the plays when they needed to. And that's the bottom line here. I don't, th- I think the Bills outplayed the, the Ravens. I think Josh Allen outplayed Lamar Jackson. I don't know if they get the breaks. They caught a, a terrible interception and Lamar Jackson had the ball snapped over his head. I mean, the like Josh Allen had a brutal fumble in the backfield, and the Bills recovered it. You know what I mean? Like, the, like it wasn't a brutal fumble. He got hit. I mean, that happens every game to every quarterback. I mean, right. that recovering fumbles is luck. Okay, I'm, I'm not saying the Ravens should have won. I, I think the Bills outcoached the Ravens, and that's. Yeah, a, I, I don't think it's. I think it's pretty close. I think the spread was right at two and a half or whatever it was, and I think the game just came down to a couple bounces. Sure. One of the bounces was a terrible interception. And the other one was effing thing I just said. Right. And like you look at the Ravens, their second drive, they had a third and five. J.K. Dobbins dropped the easiest pass in the history of the world after Lamar Jackson did some crazy dancing around in the backfield to avoid a sack, scrambled around, kept the play alive. Dobbins drops the easy first down. Dobbins dropped another pass that probably been a touchdown in the fourth quarter that would have cut the lead to 17 to 10. And the play after that, that, very least, uh, very, the very next play, Mark Andrews dropped the touchdown in the end zone. So, right. I mean, so yeah. It, it just felt like an even game. The Bills absolutely have been the better team all year, and I'm glad they won this game because I think they'll make for the better game 
next week. Cause look, here, here's the thing is that, and I can't believe I'm saying this about Baltimore because the Bills opened the game by passing like 27 straight times. Uh, but the Raiders are just one dimensional and you can't win in the playoffs if you're one dimensional. I know they say, Hey, if you can run the ball in the playoffs, but you've uh, eventually your quarterback has to be able to consistently throw the ball and Lamar Jackson can't do that right now. Well, go ahead. That's cool. I, I just, I just think I did, like, I don't think that the, well, I just think the weather mattered in this game. Yeah. No one said it didn't. Who says it didn't matter? I mean, the, like the wind's a huge factor and it affects both teams though. Of course. So what, what are you getting at? I feel like the Bills had a monster passing game. Josh Allen had 206 passing yards. Yeah. No, I agree. But I don't understand the, what's the point of the weather? Well, I guess, I guess I look at this game and I don't, I don't think that I was wrong about how this game ended up. I thought it would be a close game. I thought the Ravens, I thought if the wind was bad, the Ravens could run the football effectively. And I think they did a a poor job of adjusting to the Bills defensive adjustments. Yeah. The counters from the Ravens offense were terrible. They didn't like there were times when the Bills were blitzing and you would, you, they would do the end zone or the, the high end, like the spider cam angle. And you would see Lamar, it's, it, this is not Lamar hesitant to pull on it. I think people said that. Now, in some cases, maybe it was, but in large part, it was the Ravens were trying to run these deeper routes and there's, it's just completely empty underneath. And if, if they're running shorter crossing routes, Lamar is dumping it off quickly. Like the, 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 the play before the interception, Hollywood Brown is running wide open underneath, but the blocking was so bad for the Ravens. That Jerry Hughes got in there, altered how Lamar was playing, was, was making the throw, and then he had to chunk one up. And so I don't, I don't pin this on Lamar's not ready for this kind of game. I think the weather was bad and the game script got out of hand. One thing we talked about beforehand though, Brent, to know if Lamar just holds onto that ball and takes a sack instead of throwing that pick six, it's probably 10 to six. Cause you know, look, Justin Tucker missed some field goals. He's not missing a 24 yarder. You can't, uh, you can't make that throw. In the double coverage and give up a 102 yard pick six or 101, the longest in NFL history in the playoffs. Do you Tied cut Justin Tucker? Ryan, you do not cut Justin Tucker. If anything, you sign him to a lifetime contract for whatever amount of money he wants. So you mentioned Lamar not, you can't make that throw. I agree with that. But also you, as you touched on, J.K. Dobbins dropped two passes. One should have been a touchdown. Mark Andrews dropped a touchdown. So there's plenty of blame to go around. I think Lamar's fine. He is who he is. Well, here's what he's not. He's not Josh Allen. Like you cannot say go out there and throw the ball thirty times a game and win us a game with no running game around you. That's not going to happen. And I think Josh Allen, to his credit and to Peacock and Pete Prisco's credit, absolutely crushed it on that. I mean, he is a great player, and I don't think I don't suspect there'll be any regression. He's not going to. No offense, Steve, but Carson wins it up. I think he's going to be good. <laughs> no, for real though, I don't. I, I can't envision how he would. You know, no, Josh him. Allen is an upper echelon young. Youthful. Oh, he's top seven. Maybe higher. If you're doing a, if you're doing a, I mean, look, these things backfire on you badly. Cause I, yeah, true that. if you're doing a draft of, if you're starting a franchise right now, I think Allen's number two. Uh, hold on now. Who's Mahomes, Deshaun Watson? Well, Mahomes is one. Joe Burrow. Then Deshaun Watson. Uh, you're taking Allen over Watson right now. No, I'm not. You may. Right. Russell right. Wilson. The lead that Josh Allen just made in his third year is like, you look at this and you're like, this is the guy. Yeah. No, you take Allen over Watson right now. No, I don't. You may. I don't. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess you're not really good at drafting. Whoa! 
What are we doing? Um, Dixie Doo Dunkaroo. I mean, look again. I, I'm not. I'm not trying to make excuses for the Ravens. The Bills. The Bills. You sound like someone who bet on the Ravens lost, and you're trying to justify your loss. I probably, Boom. I probably sound like I did last week when I bet on the Colts and lost. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the same. Look, the Bills. The Bills were the better. The Bills were a better team than the Ravens all year. They went into this game with a good game plan in a really tough environment. It was three to three at half, right? Well, and that's the thing. The the, the difference in this game before you even get to the pick six is that the Bills came out of halftime on that opening drive, went straight down Baltimore's throat and scored a touchdown. And that was a fantastic drive. And you go up 10-3 in a game where no one can score, and that's enough to win. Like they didn't even need the pick six because they won 10-3. to If they just get an interception or turn to the 50-yard line, the game's probably over anyway. Uh, cause like, yeah. but now, but now look, I mean, I, okay, okay, okay. I'm, I'm not trying to make excuses for the Ravens. I'm just saying that these games are this type of game in this environment with two competitive elite teams. There is some fragility to it. It can sw- it, like, it's going to swing on weird moments to breach his point. The bills had one possession in the third quarter. It was 11 plays, 66 yards, and they got Stefan Diggs. On a three man, um, they had three receivers lined up in a stack on Josh Allen's left side. And the Ravens had two defenders and they, there was a great play call. They converted some huge spots on that drive. The Ravens got the ball back. There were only two drives in the entire third quarter. <laughs> Ravens go 15 plays, 66 yards, get to Buffalo's nine. It's third and nine, third and goal at the nine and Lamar throws the pick. And there's a hundred and one inter, hundred one yard interception return. Like that's, I mean, if Andrews, was it the Andrews catch on second down? No, that was the Tyler. What was the play? Oh, the second, the play was second down was Jerry Hughes coming in. Like it's, it's, it's a game of people say it's a game of these improbable things because that's tied for the longest in history. You look at Justin Tucker's missed field goals. He had never missed a field goal under 50 yards in the playoffs in his career. And he missed two in this game. So yeah. those are the things that you think about. And he had never missed two field goals under 50 yards in a game in his entire career, regular season included. So just those odd things, like the crazy things. Let me state this unequivocally. The Bills are great. Sean McDermott over the last two weeks, by virtue of his pregame and in-game coaching and adjustments, has probably won the Bills two games in which – their opponents have come in and two really difficult. The Colts and the Ravens are really good football teams. They have won these games on, on the heels of Sean McDermott making adjustments, not making mistakes. And this team sort of getting, finding a way to make plays. I mean, I don't know what Buffalo's Super Wads are. They're in the AFC championship. It's probably not great. Like three to one. But man, I mean, it sort of feels like they have a little bit of team of destiny to them right now. Yeah. I mean, their point differential is better. They, them and the Ravens had the best point differential over the last six weeks or so, I think, of the season. And the team that they may face next week, we'll see. The Chiefs, I've been saying it for two months now. They won every game by one score going back two months. And then before that, their only double digit win was against the Jets. And they should have lost to the Falcons in week 16. So. Andy Reid off the bye is the sort of great equalizer. We'll see, but no team is better playing better football right now than the Bills, I feel like. All right, so Wilson, who would the Bills rather see next week, the Chiefs or the Browns? 
Well, you stay, you stay the Browns and then they show up in Pittsburgh and beat the crap out of you. So, I know. If they play the Browns, like game, saying, who would you rather go on a blind date with, Kate Upton or Honey Boo Boo's mom? <laughs> or Honey Boo Boo. Uh, the thing about the Browns game, it'll be in Buffalo, which would be cool. They actually had 6,700 fans there with the most fans they've had all year because they haven't had any fans, I think, until, until that game. And uh, the, But I don't think they care about going to Kansas City. Uh, over, under, average, uh, eight, uh, what's, uh, what's the phrase for your alcohol blood content? AB, uh, ABV. BAC. BAC. Your average BAC for the Bills fans, they're at 1.35. What do you think? Oh, over, way over. Oh, yeah. Double. <laughs> you, know, you know, you want a fun fact, guys? The last time the Buffalo Bills made the AFC title game in the 1993 season, they played the Kansas City Chiefs. By the way, there's nothing worse than making like an uh, ABC joke or an ABV or BAC joke on Twitter. And then like somebody like sends you one that like PFT Commodore made that's way better. He said, he said that he's the Bills fans are the point twelve point one two man or like, you know, not the 12th man, but the, Got it. the point. Yeah. Okay. Pretty good. <laughs> nothing lands better than a joke with Wilson. What's your, what do you say? I found 20 bucks. Um, and you found $20. Okay. So tomorrow or today, I guess if people are listening today, actually it is right now. Uh, the Chiefs and Browns are playing three o'clock on CBS. Make sure and tune into that. And don't forget to watch CB, the NFL today on CBS, uh, CBS before that with our buddy Jason Lockenfora. Oh, uh, Jim Rome. We'll add Jim Rome to the list of guys we're going to be on the podcast this all season too, Debo. I think Jim would do it. I would just like to note that Wilson picked the Bills to win straight up. No, oh, you guys didn't do that? I did. Brenton did not. Ooh. Oh, so that's a dunking on me? You want to dunk? No, no, no dunk. No dunk. Oh, just... oh we missed! Uh, whoops, wrong button. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, it's either the, look, it's probably the Chiefs, but it could be the Browns. I mean, it, it's the Bills in the AFC Championship game. To suggest the Browns cannot get there with them would be crazy. Uh, what do we think about this matchup for the Bills? Uh, Wilson, we said the line would be, this is a pretty wild swing. We said Chiefs minus, what do we say, Breach? Chiefs minus five against the Bills. Over half under, five and a half. Yeah, five and a half over under 56 or 57 like it is tomorrow or today. And then for the Browns, Bills, Bills minus seven over under fifty three. I think it'd be close to the to the Chiefs line, like eight and a half, nine for Bills. Bills are playing well, and I'm banging the Bills. It used to be eight. Yeah, I mean the Bills offense. Uh, no, scoring a ton more points than the Chiefs. Um, wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry, you're saying the Chiefs would be minus eight against the Bills? No, no, no. Uh, the Bills would be minus eight against the Browns. Right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. All right, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. If it's four and a half, Chiefs getting uh, giving Brown, uh, Bills, I, I like the Bills there. I think I'm taking the Bills either way. But um, yeah, I, like I said, I mean, I, I keep saying the same thing: the the Chiefs win by one score, and the Bills lead the NFL in point differential over the last month and a half. And when the Bills and Chiefs played earlier this season, it was twenty three seventeen in the fourth quarter before the Chiefs iced it. And worth noting, that was on the tail end of playing that stupid Tuesday game they had to rearrange for the Titans. And then they had to play on a Monday because they rescheduled that game. The Chiefs-Bills game was supposed to be on a Thursday, got moved to a Monday. AFC Championship game is not being moved. Two of the Bills' three losses, and the other one was the Hail Mary. Like, the Bills are not that far off of 16 in that season. Like, if you you want to give them, like, a a break. They they should get, like, the uh, COVID-19 16-0 medal. Yeah. 
because they they went thirteen zero when they or I guess they lost the hail mary. They went twelve and one when they played regularly scheduled games. Pretty good participation trophy. Gonna get the Lombardi trophy too. Only two games away. Don't hoist it, man. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. uh, I wouldn't rule him out. Um. Okay. Anything else on this matchup? Nope. Wilson, do you want to talk about it for a little bit more? Maybe we can, but. I'm just back. We'll talk about the NFC game from Saturday. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, so the Rams, good job, good effort, guys. That's really how I feel about their matchup against the Packers. They went in and tried hard against Green Bay. Packers, though, won 32 to 18. Packers minus seven covered the over 45 hit. Did you ever? So we're, I did this like FFPC, uh, league, which is like a, you know, like a, it's a playoff fantasy league. Okay. With a couple buddies. And, uh, the, I can't remember what it was. The, the Rams had just scored. And my buddy Nathan texts the group thread. He's like, all right, let's see if we can get some Devontae Adams garbage time. It's like, it's a seven point game, dude. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so it is. So it is. The Rams, the Rams are only down seven to the Packers. I, I guess that's sort of the, it never felt like the Packers are any, in any real danger, right? Well, Brenton, it's funny you say, cause I was just thinking, so both games were 14 point games. And who did you feel like was closer? And I feel like the Rams were in the second half. I did. I once the the Bills scored that touchdown on the first drive of the third quarter. I thought the game was over. The Bills were winning. And then obviously after the pick six, it was a hundred percent over. There was no way the Ravens were coming back with this game. So the Rams went straight down, scored that touchdown, got the two point conversion on that crazy hook and ladder play, hook and lateral, cut it twenty five eighteen. Then they went out and they forced a Packers punt. And so all of a sudden it's 25-18. The Rams had the ball and I was like, they could win this game. Like after Aaron Donald's playing injured, Cooper Cup's not out there. Jared Goff's thumb is like barely operable. And this team could win is playing at Green Bay. They're a seven point underdog down a touchdown and they have the ball in the fourth quarter. 
Uh, I thought the Rams played a lot better than I think most people thought they were going to. They played a ton better, but at no point, I'm like your buddy Nathan, did I think they were going to win. It felt to me like the Saints time, <laughs> Saints Bears game. Like last, last week they were sort of, it was like a, a warm up and Aaron yeah. Rodgers was, uh, you know, I, I described him as he was feeling like he, it was cruise control for Aaron Rodgers. He just had it on the freeway. He set it at 74. And he's like, yeah, let's see what happens. It, it, at no point did he look threatened. At no point did Devontae Adams look threatened. Aaron Jones played really well. I give, look, I give, uh, Jerry Goff a ton of credit. And this is the infuriating thing about Jerry Goff. You do not know which Jerry Goff is going to show up. He played not one of his best games of the year, but given the circumstances and, and, you know, there was a little weather, not a lot, but the 20, 21 to 27 for 174 yards and a touchdown and doing it without Cooper. So, I mean, yeah, it's extremely frustrating, but it's also a good sign that he can, he's capable of doing that. But I, at no point did I feel like, um, the Rams were going to win that game. The, um, yeah, I didn't either. It was weird because I had the Packers, as I mentioned, that teaser that obviously died with the, the Ravens not covering, but, you know, you're, you're, you know, you got the Packers minus one or minus a half a point and they're up seven and the Rams. Oh, that, that, that teaser, the pick them plus eight and a half or whatever. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Tough. Thanks, Mark Andrews. Um, yeah, no kidding, but it's like, you think, you know, you're like, all right, I should be freaking out that the Rams had the ball down seven and it, it just never. Yeah. You never felt that nervous because the Rams just weren't that explosive on offense. No Cooper Cup. I thought Bill Barnwell had a good point on Twitter talking about it where, you know, the Rams are so top heavy with their roster construction with golf and Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Cooper Cup. I guess you throw Woods in there. You know, so you got like seven, seven stars. And if you're missing three of them to injury, that's two of them, you're missing two to injury and then, or, or, you know, you're missing one to injury and two are like not, you know, a hundred percent. It's pretty tough to win a bunch of football games. And by um, the way, they're in worse shape than just about every team in the league, except for maybe the Texans. Uh, salary cap space is a huge issue. Yep. They have like four draft picks. So they're not going to be able to magically reload. They're sort of stuck with what they have. Yeah. I mean, what they have is fine. Uh, the golf thing is being undersold because it wins, I think to a degree. Undersold what, how? Well, it's just, we're not, nobody's really freaking out about how Jared Goff isn't that good. He played great. That's why. Like, this is the front. It's frustrating. Like, right. at no point this year did Carson Wentz play that game that Carson, that. Yeah, but like, so in that game, there was, there were two or three moments where Goff would get pressured. And, and I'm not trying to compare him to Aaron Rodgers, but like Aaron Rodgers in the end zone is getting pressured on third down and he just, He's like calmly steps right, steps in, and whips the ball. And I get that Aaron Rodgers is a, a like first ballot Hall of Famer, and it's unfair to compare Jared Goff to him. But they both went to Cal, with first round picks. He's supposed to be a franchise quarterback, and like Goff gets pressured, and he's like, like, like one of those inflatable signs at a car dealership where he's like, Aah! and then like collapses to the side. And, and it's just, it's just night and day. And I, I understand it's his third year, and Rodgers had time to to wait and learn. But I mean, that's just the difference. When you have a like Aaron Rodgers is in his fifth year, right? Yeah, I was gonna say because he's already got his new contract. Yeah, yeah. Goff, Goffman's been around forever. What am I talking about? Third year. I don't know. It's same. He's, he's a fifteen to twenty quarterback. I mean, that's what he is. He's not oh, even worse. It's his fifth year. I don't know why I think it's, it's not Jared Goff's third year. Obviously, he wouldn't even be eligible for a contract after his third year. His third year. My point being is that like it, Rodgers. 
there's a couple quarterbacks in the NFL who elevate the people around you. And I don't think golf is one of those guys. Weird thing to say in the game he played today. I thought he played fine on Saturday. Consider the circumstances. I don't think Ryan was completely out of place. He played one of his best games of the season. When you consider that they were underhanded with Cooper Cup out when he had uh, injured thumb and he came out on fire. I think he completed nine of his first 10 passes. And we thought golf was going to be the weak link here. Right. And really, he, I mean, like the Rams defense. So to be clear, you're like, let's go all in on golf. We're good. Don't worry about it. This isn't a problem. Let's they move can't. On. They don't have any salary cap space to fix anything. They're stuck with this guy. They're, and I think that is part of what we're shopping. Murdering, we're murdering the Eagles for this. Why is no one killing the Rams for this? Wait, what? I think Jared Goff is a better year than Carson Wentz. Do you think the Rams are in good shape? Because of the Carson Wentz, or because of the Jared Goff contract. They are not, but Sean McVay has gotten them to nine wins or more every year. And that's the difference that they have the Rams. And they just beat the Seahawks in the playoffs. Right. Like, what are you, wow. you can get rid of Jared Goff. Like Sean McVay would, I think he would take a better quarter. Or he would take a different quarterback in a second. I think he would have played John Wolford this week if Wolford was healthy, but he's stuck with Goff and he's winning with Goff. And so that is. Like you're in a situation where you can't do anything. You can't get rid of golf. <laughs> the Eagles fired their coach. I'm not. Yeah, yes, exactly. Not, but the Rams aren't firing McVay because he's the only reason they're winning right now. That's what I'm saying. So that's not an option. And getting rid of golf isn't an option. So it, you're stuck. I don't think that's a reason to prop up Jared. Go like, oh, congratulations, Jared Goff played great with the. You so know. you put him on the bench when he's a, like a sixty million dollar cap hit next year. I'm not saying you bench him. I'm just saying that. Look, he had, he played good in this game. You know, 174 passing yards and a touchdown. Like, you, want, you want a freaking golf clap? Uh, 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 or, uh, or, uh, I say a golf clap? I don't, I don't, I don't even know where what, what do you, I, well, I don't understand why, your point with Carson Wentz. Like, what do you think should happen? Why does podcast evolve into my marriage where I don't know where we're arguing about? <laughs> yeah, you just started going off on golf after his reach pointed out his best game of the year. Considering I, the circumstances. Yeah. I just think there's a stark difference between a team. Of course, he's a, he's, he's the definition of replacement level quarterback. That's what he is. He's being paid like an elite quarterback. That's, That's the going rate for young quarterbacks. They had a decision to make. They made what could arguably be the wrong one. I don't, I don't know. I just saw that game and you see like Rogers do the things he does when pressure happens. Yeah. He's a, as you point out, a first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, compare him to Carson Wentz. Compare him to I mean, the Rams aren't here for the Rams aren't here for hanging banners over playoff victories against the Seahawks. Like you're like they beat the Seahawks in the playoffs. Thanks, Jim Irsey. Go throw a banner up in in uh you know in in L.A. Like you compare him to Carson Wentz who right Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson went four eleven and one together. Sean McVay and Jared Goff just won a playoff game on the road against a division winning team that was favored to win. So like if I know you love McVay, but Jared Goff is not good this year. No, I, I agree with that. If, I, if, I started if, if my comments, Sean Watson, they'd be in the Super Bowl. Like I started my comments by saying, this is why Jared Goff is so infuriating. He plays well. And then the soon as he had 20 touchdown passes this year. Okay, he's infuriating, but he's not the reason they lost this game. Aaron Rodgers tried to throw two interceptions right before halftime. Packers shouldn't have gotten a field goal. You know, like, well, I'm saying that everybody makes bad throws. Jared Goff was not the reason. Jared Goff, 42 touchdown passes in the last two years on, he has 1,000 
<laughs> you're not, you're preaching to the choir on this. No one's trying to put Jared Goff in the Hall of Fame. Okay, maybe, okay. But I, I don't know why you need to go to podcast counseling. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's the Rams lost this game because they couldn't stop the run. They gave up 188 yards. I don't think they had given up more than 130 all season. Packers went eight of 12 on third down. The Rams couldn't get off the field. It was just, look, Aaron Donald didn't play as much as he usually would. His ribs were injured. Their defense just wasn't that good. That's it. Like, that, and not only that, Aaron Rodgers, you mentioned the two interceptions he should have had at the end of the half. He had a couple other throws he missed, and then he had about three or four drops. His interceptions in that half are hilarious. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? They're like, I mean, yeah, they should have been picked by the Rams, but it's like they're like trying to get like no time left on the clock. They had 30 seconds on the clock when they got the ball. They're trying to get down the field to get a, it's like a borderline, like a, a semi Hail Mary. It's not like Rodgers just throw the interception to kick a field goal, which is what they did. So. Well, you're right. Then they, then the Rams would have lost 29 to 18. And then you could have a moral victory for Jared Goff. All right. Jared Goff stuff aside, I agree with you. I think the Rams defense gave up 30 plus points. If you told me before the game that the Rams defense gives up 30 plus points, I would have told you the Rams don't win. The Rams don't cover because I didn't think the Rams were getting above 20. So I guess we're done here. Yeah, no, I mean, I think the the Packers are fine. I was talking about the, you know, Aaron Rodgers wasn't quote unquote sharp, but he was plenty good enough. Um, he overthrew some guys in the first half, and then he overthrew, I think he overthrew Lazard in the second half. It didn't matter, but they had a couple drops, which was even more infuriating. He, he seemed to get after those guys. And then Lazard made that great catch. Uh, that that was it. That was a wrap. Because at, at that point, Aaron Rodgers had two hundred ten yards. Yeah. His over under yard total was like two fifty six or something. Yeah. And that was our touchdown, put him over. And, and Brinson, I think you were talking about how uh, Jared Goff looks like crazy flailing guy. A, a good example of that is when Aaron Rodgers had his one-yard touchdown run. Jared Goff would have been sacked for a five-yard loss on that play. Yes. Aaron Rodgers totally faked a guy out with his uh, pump, the pump fake, and then got an easy one-yard touchdown run. And that's the difference between a guy like Aaron Rodgers and Jared Goff. Jared Goff's not going to do that. You're not going to get that from him. And, you know, that play – the uh that was all Aaron Rodgers. The one yard touchdown pass to Devontae Adams. That was a great play design by Matt LaFleur. That was incredible. The motion. Then, right. Where Jalen Ramsey got mad at his teammate, like, dude, you gotta cover that. I can't like you're in my way. And then, you know, you guys just mentioned the the fifty eight yard touchdown pass. That was Rogers' best throws. It was on the the it was a dime and it didn't get dropped because they could have had a touchdown pass earlier. Um and those three plays are kind of just – that's what Green Bay does. Their offense can outcoach you. You have a quarterback that's going to outsmart you, and you have Devontae Adams who is going to uh, destroy your soul. So that's it. Uh, Yeah, pretty much. And, and look, it, again, I preface the whole thing by saying it's unfair to compare him to Aaron Rodgers. But it just felt like – Spent 10 minutes comparing him. I, I'm just – what whatever. It's like saying – Look, I know Michael Jordan and Craig Elo both play basketball, but there's a reason Craig Elo sucks. <laughs> yeah, he's not Michael Jordan. We get it. Whatever. Um, who should the Packers – who do the Packers want to see? They don't care. They beat the Saints, and they lost to the Bucks. Yeah, that Bucks game feels like it was 10 years ago. The Saints game feels like it was 40 years ago. I think they want to see the Saints. Why? I think so, too. No, you guys – Oh, crazy. I think the Saints are fine. I think you don't, you don't mind playing, um, Drew Brees outdoors, but I think Tom Brady's been whinging about the cold weather ever since he left New England. And I'm not sold on that Buccaneer defense. Like I actually, actually, I am going to say they want to see the Bucs. 
The Saints defense gave up 37 points to the Packers. The Buccaneers gave up 10. That Buccaneers so, Saints defense is really good though. So you're not wrong, Breach, obviously, because those are facts. There's but I facts. think if you're looking at the, if you were charting, like if you did like a, a, like a plot of like how you feel about these various defenses, the Buccaneers are like this and yeah. the Saints are like this. Yes. The Saints are a much better defense right now. Um, they would give, I think would give the Packers fits because they, Alva, Alva would give the Packers fits right now. And the, I think the Packers beat and, whichever team comes up there, but I think the Buccaneers give them the best chance to win. I think the, I think Aaron Rodgers will light up the Buccaneers defense. I agree. And I look, we, we all talked about this time and it wasn't any big secret because everyone has eyeballs. Aaron Rodgers quit at halftime. He's like, I'm done. I'm not trying anymore. We're getting smoked. He threw that pick six. He's like, I'm out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think they would prefer the Bucks because the Bucks, the Bucks defense has, is very good against the run, but you can use Jamal Williams. Now, I mean, that's the only issue is like, does the Buccaneers defensive line create problems? No. <laughs> the answer is no. Packers. I don't know. They might. I mean, like if, if the Packers can't run in, I don't know. I mean, Rogers is playing awesome right now. I mean, he yep. is. He is locked in. And he's and that's the thing. It might not, maybe it doesn't matter. Right. I mean, Wilson, we talked about this before you came on, but the potential Super Bowl matchup of Wilson, Mahomes, I mean, excuse me, Wilson, uh, Rogers, Mahomes. I, I, mean, I would love, so I, would love I would love Josh Allen, Rogers. Sure. I just think, I think like the public concept, like, after everyone has, you know, the NFL fights its way through the season, forces it, you know, like 16 games a pop, gets through the playoffs, and all of a sudden we have Rodgers, Mahomes. It's like Mahomes is going for his second one. Rodgers is going for his second one. And it's like, but Mahomes is doing it third year. Rodgers is trying to cap off his career. And I, I don't know, like that, oh, man, that yeah. is an enticing Super Bowl. I'm down with that. And it's right there. Except for Baker Mayfield, stand of the way. I think Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady would get higher ratings. Yeah, I wouldn't want to. They say can't that. play in the Super Bowl in the NFC title game. Well, I mean, I'll, I will, I'll bet you any amount of money, and then I'll parlay it with me plus twelve and a half in ping pong against you. That that game won't do higher ratings than the Super Bowl because you know. Super no, Bowl. I'm, th- I'm just talking about the NFC title game. It, Rich, you, I'll give you Packers Saints or Packers Buccaneers. Well, what's the line in me versus Breach in ping pong? Oh, I can see Brent, Brent is good at ping pong because he's one of those like rich white kid games. But Breach may have had a ping pong table because his dad was a pro athlete. <laughs> and Breach also played tennis in high school. Right? Breach claims he can run a three minute mile. Oh, this three is a half hour marathon. All right. So the, the line is, I have to do a, a money line. Ooh. No, no, no. Point, we need a point line. Like, but I mean, you're doing like points of 21. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. yeah. So like, if you think the score is going to be, uh, 21 10, me over breach, you would set it at nine and a half or whatever. Oh God. I, I think breach is going to be sneaky. He probably cheats. Oh, that's, that's true. I, I think the spread like, is actually you want to do a slice and hit the, hit, hit it twice. The spread might be, it might be like Brinson minus one. Like, I don't know enough. <laughs> like, I'm worried about. <laughs> Somebody in the chat was like breach minus twelve and a half. I was gonna say hey, that is insane. No, they said breach would work well. So breach minus nine. Here's the thing: breach is either 
really, really, really good, or he oh, is terrible, or he's the smack talking version of Brenton right before he tried to race Spanky, uh, bleep and got absolutely dusted. <laughs> I see Breach being like a spin guy who's like trying to cut it, and all of a sudden I'm just bringing this over the top forehand that has him just pinned against the wall. So Breach, did you have a ping pong table growing up? Yeah, I, I, I knew. I did, I did too. I mean, come on. Yeah, but Breach has. A bunch of brothers and sisters are all competitive. His dad's. You don't player. need seven brothers to play ping pong. You need one. Uh, but you, you can play every day and they're all good. And they, they get in fights. It's very, you just got you and Charlie. Oh, a lot of fights. Stupidest, stupidest argument. Yeah. Dozens right. of fist fights. I've gotten in fist fights over ping pong more than anything else. Okay. Minus eight. <laughs> <laughs> and look, Brent, you can see, so bad he'll throw the paddle at me. You can see the concern on Brent's face. He, he went from, Oh, I'm going to dominate this fool. It's like, Oh, wait a second. <laughs> no, wait, I'll crush him. All right. Set it up. I feel quite confident I will beat Breach outright. Did, uh, Debo give his line yet on this? What's that? Did Debo give a line? I want to know what he thinks about uh, it. Debo, uh, what do you think? <laughs> Gotta add myself every time. Um, Debo? <laughs> independently, before anyone said it, I think six and a half is a fair line because you're only playing to 21, so you gotta remember that. Setting it at, at double this digits is, so is a lot. Wait, six, six and a half for him? I mean, you're saying, Debo, you're saying breach minus six and a half. Yeah, what if I wasn't? What grounds is breach good at anything? He just told him. Like his dad was a kicker? That's it? It's he has brothers? That's your logic for breach is good dad at was a kicker in the Super Bowl. It's what less... the hell does that have to do with playing ping pong? Clutch. That's what it has to do with it. You're raised to be clutch. <laughs> My dad now has a higher postseason field goal kicking percentage than Justin Tucker. That is clutch, Brenton. There it is. <laughs> Brenton is so nervous right now. I can't wait I'm to the pandemic. I'm furious. The first thing I want to do when the pandemic is over is watch this live. That's all I want to do. We got to figure out who's court, home ping pong, home field advantage of ping pong's a big deal. You set it up wherever you want. In on the moon. Want. Just make sure that I want a wooden paddle. I don't want North a paddle. paddle. Sure you have one. Do you have a paddle? Do you have a paddle at your house, Breach? I have one. I can get one. I don't have one either. I'm just. Oh, I thought you guys play all the time. What is this? I, mean, I have one. I have one growing up, but I don't have one here. It's like Kingpin. <laughs> oh, this is a little bit like Kingpin. Um, I would like to add. We will obviously live stream this on Twitch if this happens. Right. I would like to yeah. add, like, tweet us. Leave a five-star review. We need stakes. We don't have to go over stakes now because that's another 20-minute discussion. Oh, God, yeah. But some sort of stakes must be on the line. I know tattoos will get thrown out there, but no, leave us no something. Tattoos. Tattoos. We're, done, we're done We're done with tattoos after this NFL season. No more tattoos. Yeah, shave your head. That's a great one. Oh, Wilson, do you want to hear my theory on your tattoo? I'm not shaving my head. Is it a stupid one Breach brought up about doing it on my head? No. Brenton, if you're going to win, it shouldn't matter what the bet is. I'm not shaving my head. Wait, you can't shave hair plugs. They won't come back. What is your, ta- what is your theory? So my theory is that you kind of want this tattoo because, <laughs> because you're, you like know, that. you're in a pandemic. You've been locked in with your two kids. By the way, you're, we got your Christmas card the other day. Your children, beautiful. My What's wife remarked on it. She said, Wilson kids, amazing, great photo. I don't know who they paid to do that, but incredible job. It, yeah. My wife said the same thing. Then she also said, uh, does Wilson know the holidays ended three weeks ago? Yeah, she said that too. My wife said that. She's like, it's yeah. January. It's been a tough year. Compliment sandwich. And he was anal retentive and he was punctual. Oh my God. Yeah. Trust me. Um, anyway, uh, what, what the hell is I talking about? Uh, I, want, I want a tattoo. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You've been, you've been, look, you've been locked in your snow filled house for nine months with your two children. 
You have to podcast with me multiple times a week. What's a tattoo going to give me? No, no, no. This is it. See, you're, you have a midlife crisis on your plate. You know, it's coming. You need something to get it out, whether it's you buy like a, like a necklace, (laughs) earring, or you buy like a motorcycle or something stupid. And you realize that you have an out here. If you get the tattoo, that's it. But, but you can be like, oh, I had to get it because of the podcast. And then you'll, all those midlife crisis demons will just go away. And I don't want Ryan, Finley, Ryan Wilson. I don't want Ryan Finley's face on. I mean, if I'm going to tattoo, I'll give like a Chinese symbol that, that no one knows what it means. Something stupid like that. <laughs> I'm joking. My point is that if you have a midlife crisis, Ryan Finley's tattoo isn't where you land. No, but, but you're, but you're like, listen, I lost a bet. What are you going to do? So you didn't, you have to admit to the midlife crisis. Have you been drawing anything up, Breach, or you're waiting for something to happen? We're getting the dime. I think the dime is the play. All right. I'm sorry. With Finley's face Andrew on. here, that's oh, a little, um, that's not fatty. Uh, maybe fatty for you. Um, you gotta go back shoulder, I think. That's the spot. You're crazy. I'm getting on the groin. Or as I told, as I told Brady Quinn, not the butt cheek. Midlife super crisis. I told, as I told Brady on the Pick Six podcast a few weeks ago, I'm not doing the butt cheek. I'm doing the butt crack so no one will ever see it. <laughs> That's where Ryan Finley belongs anyway. Uh, alright, we gotta do winners and losers. We only have Are you two games for today. Give me a winner. Uh, who wants to go first? Wilson or? I know what Rich is gonna say, so I'll go with, uh, Steph Diggs. Great trade for both sides. Worked out really good for Stephon Diggs. Led the NFL in targets, receptions. Had another big game today. He seems extremely excited as he should be because he's now going to the AFC championship game. That is a, that's a fantastic call. I mean, my he, winner, he has had the biggest season. Just huge. A huge. Every game he just shows up and puts up big numbers. And he caught the miracle in Minneapolis too, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. You see, so he had, I mean, last week he had six for 128 and a touchdown. And then tonight he had, I think, six for, I think it was under 100, but yeah. No, he had over 100. Oh, he did? Eight for 106 and a touchdown. Ooh, He's having a huge. And he might go bananas against the Chiefs. And if they win that game, all of a sudden he's teetering on like Larry Fitz, Steve Smith, Jerry Rice, postseason category. He's good. It's the, well, with the, if the Minneapolis miracle counts, is Stefan Diggs quietly one of the elite postseason wide receivers? Oh yeah. Depending on what happens this year, but yeah. I mean, that's a good start. Uh, Go to the Super Bowl or you help your team beat the Chiefs with his numbers and then what yeah, he's got some numbers. My winner is uh Aaron Rodgers. Look, the guy has been – this will be his fifth trip to the NFC title game. Sixth trip if you count when he was Favre's backup. But just as he's been a starter, his fifth trip, the four previous ones were all on the road. He finally gets to be a starting quarterback in an NFC championship game at Lambeau Field, and he finally gets a chance to earn a shot to get a second Super Bowl ring. He is playing an MVP level, and uh, I, I think it would be fun to see him in the Super Bowl because the way he's playing. So Aaron Rodgers finally gets to play an MC title game at home. He's my winner. My winner is Sean McDermott. Woot, woot. William and Mary's finest. Not only, by the way, it, it sucks that uh, Sean Wagner McFart left this podcast <laughs> when he did and went to law school, crawled out of CBS to go to law school because – no one dogs Sean McDermott harder. Oh, that's no right. one has been more wrong. 
He's like, he started Nate Peterson against the Chargers. Right. I mean, that take aged like a double last name. And he also said Aaron Rodgers was washed up. That he this would not have been a great year for him. <laughs> um, Sean McDermott now, I believe, is about one more win. I think he might jump Lou Saban for third highest win-loss percentage in Buffalo Bills coaching history. He already has the uh what is it? It was he already is the third, has the third most wins in Buffalo Bills coaching history, and he has now tied Lou Saban for the second most wins in Buffalo Bills playoff history. This guy is a freaking stud. This guy wins. And now I'm not wanna dig at Debo here, I'm not doing this at all, but like people forget that the Eagles ran him off as defensive coordinator after Jim Johnson died because he wasn't Jim Johnson. And he limped out. He ended up in Carolina, ends up with Ron Rivera, and is blossoming in Buffalo. This guy, this team doesn't make mistakes. They win more games than they should every year. And you see the way they're, like, behaving in the playoffs. They're not turning the ball over, and they're winning in the little gray areas to come away with victories. Sean McDermott, top Definitely a top ten coach. Oh yeah, yeah. Top five. She's top five. Yo, we were talking about top five. You could talk me into that. Yeah, me too. Well, then, then cool, you're gonna go. You gotta go. Belichick, Reed, um, John Payton, Kyle John Payton, Shanahan. and then who? Who'd you say? Kyle Shanahan is up there. Well, I think Tomlin. Yeah, I mean Tomlin. Yeah, I would. Shanahan's not. Let me ask you this: If the no one has to know, well, William Mary, William Mary trade. Steelers call the Bills. Hey, we give Tom, Tom and Fermi Dermott straight up. Who said, what, what, what's the response from the Bills? Oh, the Bills? No, they probably want to keep Tomlin. I mean, keep McDermott and the Steelers probably want to keep Tomlin. Okay. What about Seattle? What about it? Hey, uh, uh, this is John Schneider. I mean, uh, Sean Schneider. What, it, what's uh, the trade? Uh, Pete Carroll for Sean McDermott. Who, why would this, why would the Bills want? A 75-year-old coach. <laughs> so you're saying the, the Seahawks would do that in a heartbeat, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's a, Pete Carroll's got a Super Bowl win. Pete Carroll's extremely conservative in his play calling. I that's mean, fine. All right, that's fine. All right. You know what? Move on from this. We'll, we'll revisit it now. An hour. Yeah. Give me your loser. I won't take bre- uh, breaches. I will take Lamar Jackson. Uh, not all entirely his fault. Didn't play as well as he needed to play to help that team win. He did win a playoff game this year. Thank God. So Breach will quit talking about that, but he did not play well in, in a game where he needed to have the interception, got, got the concussion. That wasn't his fault. But, uh, leading up to the concussion, he wasn't exactly setting the world on fire. What? The concussion wasn't his fault. Why is it his fault? Someone snapped the ball over his head. My point is he didn't play well. fault. <laughs> when is the concussion your fault? No, if but you the, just bang your head you're in the movie something? Jackass, maybe. I mean, what are we doing here? Yeah. No, but the interception was his fault, and he had a motorcycle over the Grand Canyon. You get concussed. It's your fault. And he's been to as many AFC title games as Andy Dalton. Oh, in the dunk for that. Go ahead, dumb dumb. Uh, my loser are. Oh, we missed. Uh, that's the perfect, perfect thing Second. to play for my loser because my loser are all the kickers in Buffalo, mostly Justin Tucker. Uh, look, Justin Tucker is the most accurate kicker 
in NFL history. But now all of a sudden in the postseason, he was only four of eight on his past eight kicks in the, in the playoffs, which is obviously 50%. Um, it, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's not ideal. I was looking at his total now is 13 to 17, which is 76.5%. So look. Regular season, he's a 90.5% kicker, best in up history. Playoffs, he's 76.5. Huge, huge difference. And we always talk about how you got to produce in the postseason. He is still the best kicker of all time. But look, when people talk about Adam Venateri, he's the guy who's hitting the clutch kicks uh, in the playoffs. Those are the ones you remember. Yep. And so those are the ones you have to hit. Tucker didn't do that. But then again, neither Tyler Bass because Buffalo was a black hole for kickers. Uh, my loser is the most obvious one. I can't believe you guys didn't take this. And it's so clear to me. It's Debo. He didn't change the message on Twitch once tonight. Pathetic. I mean, we're like, what are you doing? Like, the podcast is going live. He's trying to pick things anywhere podcasts are found. What is that? Like, that's not messaging. That sucks. You know, that is that Debo 19 weeks into the thing, mailing it in. Uh, you, Wilson, you missed it. Uh, earlier. <laughs> did you see the tweet that I sent out? It was like Diva posted. It was like break. Uh, yeah, that's what I responded to. I saw breaking that. Breaking and Brinson losing all his bets. I love that. Um, uh, my loser is J.K. Dobbins, and I love J.K. Dobbins. I think he's a great player. I think he's going to be a great running back for the Baltimore Ravens in the next three to five years with Lamar Jackson. They pair great. I just said great like seven times, like I'm the president of the United States or something. But um, he – Drop two passes that you just can't drop. One at the near the end of the first quarter that would have allowed the Ravens to run the clock out in the first quarter, flip the field. You don't get a 23-yard punt in that case because you're not punting into the wind and the wind gust. Maybe that changes things. And then two, down near the goal line. And look, I mean, again, awesome player, stud young running back, but two terrible drops. And someone in our Twitch chat pointed out, it felt like the Clemson game all over again. We're going to do this all over again tomorrow or today. I guess it is today. In fact, we'll do it again in less than 12 hours. Oh, my goodness gracious. We'll be doing a live stream on Twitch and YouTube in about 12 hours. Two of five, I think. Probably about two o'clock we'll go live. Uh, you can listen to it. You can watch it, listen to it on YouTube or Twitch. Check that out. You can also see us. Uh, John Breach and I will sweat the fourth quarter of the Buccaneers Saints game. Man, I hope that's close. And if it's close, we will make some live bets live on air, but we didn't do that this time because uh, Lamar Jackson wasn't in. You're not going to bet on the Ravens, and it was just a disaster. Our right. plan fell apart. We'll live bet. We'll sweat through it, and then Wilson will join us after for the recap. Thanks for watching. Thanks for being part of the community. We always appreciate it. You guys are the best. See you guys later today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, 
There's joy in every journey.